Welcome everyone to the first episode of the Braintainment podcast. So whether there's two of you listening or a thousand and two, I really appreciate it. I hope you get some value and I'll do my best to keep you engaged and entertained, of course. I'm your host, Liam O'Donnell, and I really do hope this audience grows as we continue to pump out episodes uh, on the Braintainment podcast. So thank you for tuning in. Today, I thought what would be really cool as an introductory episode is just to share a little bit about the Braintainment concept where we are going with this brand and this idea, um, and of course share a little bit about why now. Uh, everyone wants to host a podcast these days, uh, why now for me? And I, I want to share a bit about my story and how this all came to be, why I'm doing it, and of course, what to expect from this show. Um, as much as I appreciate my audience and community growing, and that is of course the goal for a number of reasons, I don't expect that to happen if you're not enjoying it or getting value from what we share on the show. So I'm going to give you some insight on what to expect uh, from this show, and then also I'm going to dive into five, the first five of my life lessons learned in 30 years. I wrote an article recently on Medium, just kind of fucking around with the first real blog article I've put together, um, certainly in this space anyway, around personal development, wellness, health, all that stuff. Um, I just shared some thoughts that were around my 30 lessons learned in 30 years. I have just turned 30 recently, hence the title of the article. And I wanted to expand on the first five of those in this episode, in addition to introducing you to Braintainment. So that's it. Um, I hope you enjoy. Expect the show to go for anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes each episode. From time to time, I'll have some guests on here uh, and we will explore all things Really, optimization, it's such a fucking buzzword in today's world, and if uh, if you know me already, I'm sure you'll get to learn a bit more about me and my style and philosophy from this show over the coming months and hopefully years, but uh, you will learn pretty quickly that I really don't like cliches, only because they're often true, and because they're cliches, the value gets lost and disregarded, um, and I really hate that, so I'm going to try to avoid cliches where I can. My intention with this show is to bring to light some very real concepts and strategies and ideas and thoughts, but from my own perspective, right? Um, Look, everyone is in this space, it seems, these days, offering some sort of tip or advice, and that's amazing. I'm, I'm not paying out on that. It's no plight against everyone wanting to contribute in their own way. My understanding is this, though. There's always room for the best. There's always, in any, sp- in any space, room for the fucking best. Now, that isn't for a second suggesting I'm there. I'm nowhere near it. But uh, let me take episode one as an opportunity to let you all know that my goal, my mission, is to get very, very, very fucking good at hosting a show, at delivering value, at entertaining you, and helping you optimize your life in some way. Now, you'll get from the name of the brand, the name of the show, Braintainment, which I'll explore and and uh, unpack a little bit in a moment. A lot of this is going to be brain-based, um, and I'll share a bit about my personal story as to how that came about too, but uh, as much as I'm very philosophical and at times can share very esoteric concepts, I want to make this very tangible for people to quote-unquote change your life. There you go, another cliche, um, which I'm trying to avoid, but bear with me, this is episode one. So that's an introduction. I hope you stay with me for the next little period of time together as we dive into this. Now, braintainment, where does this come about? Something I've been sitting on for some time now, um, and just really quick, I digress, I'm sorry, but for anyone that has thought about starting something and is just sitting on it, um, I know a lot of friends, family, colleagues, uh, business partners have shared their thoughts on 
hosting a show of some sorts, um, and I really encourage you to do it. If you feel like you have something to say, even just sitting here right now, whether no one fucking listens, I couldn't care. Well, that's a lie. I want to build something massive. But right now, it just feels awesome to share my thoughts out loud and at least be making a start. So I encourage you dearly to just take fucking action. Now, filter that advice through the very real reality that there is always room for the best, and unless you're the best, you may find it very hard to build something big, so you have to hone your skills, but you've got to start somewhere, so here we are. Anyway, something I'd been sitting on for some time was this podcast idea of blending, and the term I come up with was blending personal development with pop culture. Now I'm someone who fucking loves most aspects of pop culture. I love movies, I love shows, I love music. I think it's very powerful. It's very it's a very powerful approach to share insights and ideas through through music and through narrative. And if you can uh, if you just think back to some motivational inspiring movies or even music and lyrics that you're familiar with, um, you know that feeling it generates and I think that's the power of narrative. So that's the power of pop culture and so my mission with this brand of Braintainment is to take everything in the personal development wellness space and um, kind of blend that with pop culture and, and try to bring people together on um, in, in some way. Now that mission uh, will continue to distill itself and become more clear but that phrase of blending pop culture and personal development it's kind of my battle cry um, so you'll hear that a bit. Now the brain side of things is of course uh, the the self-optimization side of things, the attainment really derived from entertainment. Guys, I want you to be interested. I want you to look forward to this show and all the other content that I put out under the brand attainment umbrella. Um, I don't want this to feel like a fucking lecture that you half listen to, half don't. I want you to really tune in and get value um, and be entertained at the same time. So that is my goal. I encourage you to stick with me and this show for at least three or four episodes as we continue to evolve, tweak and get better and deliver value and entertainment. So that's the name, Brain Tainment. Now, a bit about me. My name is Liam, if you don't know me, if you don't already know me. Without unraveling too much because this episode is not about me per se, I really want to deliver some value, but this is, of course, introducing the, the concept in the show, Okay. So my story in a nutshell, 30, 30 years old now, uh, lived a reasonably normal life, played a lot of sports, partied a lot. It's almost irrelevant. Essentially, the, the point I want to make here, guys, is at the age of 25, I think it was, unfortunately, I was overseas and I sustained a very nasty brain injury. Now, it's a story for another time as to how that happened. You could argue it was my fault. Look, it's a, I don't think, I think it was just the wrong place at the wrong time, but Ultimately, I copped a very, very nasty knock to my head and suffered a nasty concussion. Now, that ultimately resulted in a diagnosis of post-concussion syndrome, which has been um, really the beginning of an of an insanely challenging, um, but also exciting in a very paradoxical way, chapter of my life over the last five years. If I've as I've uh, become more and more involved in understanding of how the brain works. I've had to do so for my own life. I've had to do a lot of uh, recovery, seen a lot of neuroscientists and rehab um, clinics. I spent over $20,000 on programs and rehab and specialists and consultants essentially suffering from uh, a concussion on and off for the last five years. And without diving into it too much, perhaps if you get a chance, just Google or YouTube post-concussion syndrome. And you'll, uh, you'll get a bit more about uh, an idea about it. But um, that kind of started as a catalyst for me to dive into the world of brain research just to fucking feel better because I was really struggling and didn't know why, constantly experiencing symptoms, which I still do to this day. 
And uh, look, it is an ongoing challenge. So I may, I may share about that uh, from time to time. But uh, the reason I wanted to uh, share that with you guys is just so you know, this isn't just a random idea I've come up with last night and whipping uh, a one episode of a podcast together. I have been sitting on it for some time and I am deeply, deeply passionate about, um, about the brain and essentially about optimizing my own life and then sharing what I've learned to help others. Right? I think there's an innate drive for us all to contribute in some way to the world, to the greater humanity, and really just help your, help your friends and family and even people you haven't met. There's a real drive to, um, to contribute. And so this is my attempt at doing that, one, to help you, but two, also to meet that need that I have to, to, to feel like I'm adding value. So that is some context behind Braintainment, a little bit about my story and um, the reason for this show, okay? So the mission of Braintainment is really twofold in a very tangible way, uh, that you'll see from my content over time, uh, it's really twofold. One is to reach one million people weekly with this content, okay? Whether that's through my own storytelling and tips and advice uh, and sharing like I'm doing now, or if that's through the, the the partners and the and the people that I bring on this show as guests and through their stories and experience, whatever the format is, uh, I want to be accessing one million people weekly. So that is the grand goal for Braintainment and delivering a message that is super tangible and really derived from um, how the brain works and how to optimize our chemistry to feel fucking good and, and of course, perform at a high level. So uh, that's the, that's mission number one. And mission number two is to raise one million Australian dollars. However long that takes, I'll stick the fucking course, but raise one million dollars towards brain injury recovery. There's an organization I'm chatting to at the moment called Same You, um, sameyou.org. If you want to check them out, uh, they're major uh, ambassador is Amelia Clark, the amazing Khaleesi from Game of Thrones for all you GOT fans. So that's just one that I'm really passionate about at the moment and we want to raise $1 million. Now, we'll find different ways to do that, but it all starts with building a fucking audience. So please uh, continue to listen and follow this content. So for the rest of this podcast, I wanted to expand on some ideas that I'm passionate about and I hope you resonate with these yourself. They are the five lessons or five of the 30, I should say, that I've learned, uh, so it's a very personal approach to the, uh, how to live a great life, just things to consider and digest, and then where you find what resonates, apply it to your own life, okay? Now, the first of those ideas is that the quality of your relationships determines the quality of your life. You may have heard something similar. I know Tony Robbins, the great phenom, shares a lot about that concept, uh, but I really look at it a few ways. Uh, I think it's really important to recognize that humans, the human animal, we're very much wired for connection. Now, some people vary with how much they need. Some people are just naturally wired a little bit more independently as opposed to someone else that may uh, require more connection to flourish and to thrive and to feel great. Um, but either way, on some level, we need connection. Uh, so that's certainly one, part, uh, one way to look at it. But I've kind of broken it down into a few tangible um, concepts, I suppose, as to why relationships are so important. And it'll give you good reason to do an audit on your own relationships, your intimate relationships, family, friends, professional relationships, of course, um, and audit where you're at. Who are the good ones? Spend more time with them. Who do you need to bring into your life uh, for emotional connection or for business purposes? And of course, who do you need to cut? Now, I'm not huge on just cutting people unnecessarily, but I think you do need to be very, very strategic with where you spend your time. We've all, uh, we've all heard, I'm sure, the old adage that you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. <sighs> Cliche. Yep. But, fuck, that is so, so, so super true. 
Um, so just be really aware of who you are spending your time with. You will find over time your level of happiness, fulfillment, your skill set, your thrive for life, and of course your income and, and those tangible things as well. They will start to evolve and match the five people closest to you. So just take audit and see where you're at today. Now, I love this idea that your network your network equals your net worth. This is really from a professional career business point of view. But look, if you're hanging out with schmucks and that's all you spend time with, then you're in strife. If you want to build a big business, if you want to invest successfully, um, if you really just want to have some level of wealth, right? And so your network equals your net worth. Be really smart with who's in your circle. Who do you have conversations with? Where are you getting your advice? Um, Just something to consider. Look at your audit of who's in your world right now and where you spend your time. And if you've got no one who is where you want to be financially, I suggest you strongly and vigorously go after people that might be able to help, okay? Now, don't go out with a, with your hand out. This is really about con- uh, connecting with people where you can add value and then they can add value back, right? So it's always coming from a, from a good place, but just be really smart with bringing those people into your life. I also love this idea of the law of osmosis, very fancy way of, ex- of highlighting um, the very real reality that you essentially become in many, many ways like the people you spend time with, right? So if you want to feel a deeper sense of fulfillment, if you want to feel more joyous, if you want to wake up with a bit more of a spring in your step and have purpose throughout your day, if you want to be less rattled and less angered by small events, maybe look at spending more time with the people that tick those boxes, right? the law of osmosis, you essentially become like what's around you, your environment. And so despite what you may have experienced growing up, and that's a conversation for another time, the idea that uh, of nature versus nurture, and yes, yes, your childhood and your environment does have an impact. I totally get it and I respect it, but believe me, the law of neuroplasticity, the idea that humans are the adaptation machine, which I'll explain a bit more of in a moment, um, you can change not just your level of skill, um, but also your values, your beliefs, really your personality. So um, we'll expand more on that as time goes on. But the point is, you can change. Spend time with good people if you want to bring those things and emotions and feelings into your world. The second life lesson learned is that you do not rise to the level of your ambition, but rather fall to the standard of your habits. Isn't that powerful? Now, admittedly, I've stolen that almost word for word straight from a wonderful book by James Clear. So shout out where shout out is due. Um, he's a great author. Uh, the book is called Atomic Habits. Uh, I Look, get the book, either buy either the hard copy and read it or the audible version, which I uh, use a lot to consume books these days, but it's fucking awesome. But this is one idea taken from that book. You do not rise to the level of your ambition, but rather fall to the standards of your habits. Now, I hope you can relate to this, but for too long, I felt I was extremely ambitious. I've always considered myself wildly driven and ambitious, but I was always, always falling short. And it was, look, there's, there's very few things more painful than a deeply passionate and ambitious person with deplorable habits because you'll constantly fall short, yet you want it so bad. So point I'm making here, guys. Wanting it is a non-negotiable. It's the price of entry. And you want to continue to fuel though, fuel that flame, that inferno of desire. That is paramount and it is the price of entry. You can't do anything, accomplish anything, get anything done. And I think experience a level of fulfillment, but that's another, another conversation um, without extreme desire. But you need to audit your habits. Now, I don't want to dive into that too much because that could spiral into a two-hour conversation. But I encourage you to read Atomic Habits by James clear 
particularly if you're someone that you consider yourself very, very ambitious, but you're constantly falling, falling short on your goals and you are not where you want to be. Outwardly, in terms of success with money, um, career, business, all that stuff, but then also emotionally. If you're emotionally starved and don't know why, it could very well be you want things badly, but your habits do not support and track towards those goals. Life lesson number three. I really should have put this number one because it's my fucking favorite, and that is the idea that humans are the ultimate adaptation machine. Another shout out where it is due, my homie Tom Billiou. If you're not following that motherfucker, I highly encourage you to stop what you're doing now, find him on Insta, this YouTube channel, and connect with him. Hosts an amazing show called Impact Theory. Anyway, that's enough of a shout out, but he's a fucking phenom. He's my hero. Let's get back to it. But the idea that humans are the ultimate adaptation machine, I pinched from him. And this has been almost my foundational philosophy over the last two years. It's helped me through debilitating depression, anxiety, and a range of other challenges, which I'll expand on another time. But let me share this with you. Charles Darwin, the uh, explorer, is often misquoted He's often misquoted for saying that it's the strongest of the species that survive, when in actual fact he did not say that, nor is it the most intelligent or the biggest, but in fact the most adaptive to change. And humans, the reason we are the apex predator in the world, is because we are the most adaptive to change, right? So this becomes less about you as a person, whether you're special and what have you, but it becomes more about the human fucking race. Everyone here has the capability, with with some limitations, I totally get that, but for the most part, you and I have near limitless capability to grow, to adapt, to change, right? We can improve our skill acquisition at any point. We can improve our emotional stability, our ability to feel joy, to connect with people, to speak charismatically if that's important to you. Whatever it is, you can always fucking change. And that foundational belief needs to be rock solid, unshakable, because you can build everything else on top of that. doesn't matter where you're at today. All that matters is where you want to be, who you want to become, and the price you're willing to pay. So drill that into your nervous system. We, humans are the ultimate adaptation machine. Our brains are literally designed for it. The fourth lesson learned is that the name of the game is brain chemistry, right? It's essentially the purpose of life in my in my books. It can get a deep into a deep conversation, the purpose of life, but I think where the, the name of the game, your, your goal on a daily basis is to optimize your brain chemistry. Now, that sounds quite cold and very science-based, and uh, look, it is, it is. But at the end of the day, what you're after is, a, is an optimal feeling, right? You only ever do anything um, for a, to chase a feeling, whether you realize it or not. So essentially, the more you learn about, and, and the idea of this show is to share not just esoterical ideas and concepts and my story, but also some really practical pieces of information about the brain that you can use, that you can learn about and apply to your life, right? So for me, I became really, really excited the more I learned about how to optimize my body and my brain for more serotonin production, which is a calming, feel-good hormone. I learned that 90% of the serotonin is is actually produced in the gut, and so that's why gut health is so important. Combined with the, that with the fact that there is a super highway, the vagus nerve, I believe it's the longest cranial nerve, it actually connects directly from the gut to the brain. So there you go. Sort your gut, you have more optimal serotonin production, which releases up into the brain, the neurotransmitters, and then that ultimately creates a feeling of calm and just feeling good. That's just one. Of course, there's dopamine as well, which you derive from exercise in addition to, I mean, other things, but you also get a lot of BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic, neurotropic factors. Um, you might have to Google that one, but BDNF, 
and so all the all the good stuff, right? So I'll get more and more specific as these episodes go on. But you need to optimize your life so that you create optimal brain chemistry as often as possible. That's it, right? How you go about that will vary for people. Some people are wildly ambitious. Some people are not. Some people want to chill. Look, there's no right or wrong way to live your life. You'll get that. Um, you'll learn that is a also a foundational philosophy that I adhere to as well. Um, there really is no right or wrong way to live your life within some moral restrictions, I'm sure, but even that's up to the debate between people. But yes, no right or wrong way to live your life. So all that matters is feeling good. Okay. Now, I personally believe that to derive that level of fulfillment that we all desperately want, I think there needs to be some element of pursuit. I think that chasing goals and things that are important to you, or firstly, identifying what they are and the pursuit of worthy goals is a key ingredient to feeling fulfilled. And essentially, that's what we're after, right? We are not after happiness per se, because that is a fleeting momentary experience and it comes and goes. And if that's all we're judging our life experience on, which I did for too fucking long, hence my passion when I share about this, then we're going to come up short and constantly be disappointed when we haven't got that brain chemistry that elates that feeling or what you describe as happiness, right? I think we want a deeper sensation, which is fulfillment. You're welcome to connect with me and share your thoughts if you disagree. That's lesson four, brain chemistry, right? Prioritize your life around that. And then lesson five, before we close out for today's episode, is that clarity equals power. Boy, is this true. In life, in business, in relationships, ambiguity, fogginess is going to cause a lot of problems. Indecision is the thief of execution. It's the enemy of execution. Okay? And I know you know that feeling of procrastination when you're unsure how best to execute. That feeling of sitting in that, of knowing you should be doing something, but you're not quite sure, or you're tossing up between ideas, or you don't know which way to go. Ugh, there's very few feelings that I could describe as worse than that. I fucking hate it. Now, clarity... It's super, super important. So then the question becomes, how do you how do you get it? And again, that's a whole other conversation to have. But start thinking about this thing, right? It is a life lesson I've learned. I've had all these things I wanted to do, experience the person I wanted to become um, and was constantly conflicted by an array of things. I wanted to show up in the world one way, yet my actions led to another. So there's a real disconnect. Whereas now I feel like I'm moving more and more towards, certainly not perfection, but a lot more deeper sense of clarity and it feels great. It feels better. The same goes for business or career. Um, so I encourage you to, to, to do what you can to start to get more of that clarity, okay? Um, and like I said, I would love to dive into it a bit more, but this is not the episode for it. So just to recap those five lessons from bottom to top, I want you to jot them down or at least etch them into your brain if you're driving and maybe meditate on them, explore them a little bit more. And if you've got any questions or queries, comments or thoughts, connect with me. Hit me up on Insta, um, YouTube, wherever where I end up posting this sort of content and uh, let's have a conversation. But to revisit, clarity equals power is number five. Number four was the idea that the name of the game, your goal on a daily basis is brain chemistry. Optimize your life to create optimal brain chemistry. Lesson three was that humans are the ultimate adaptation machine. You can learn, grow, improve, get better, experience more at any point of your fucking life, even if you're stuck right now in a debilitating depression or anxiety. I'm going to speak a lot about that over the coming episodes. Number two, lesson two, is that you do not rise to the level of your ambition, but rather fall to the standard of your habits. Shout out to James Clear, Atomic Habits. Get your hands on that book. And the first one we kicked off with was the idea that uh, your the quality of your relationships will determine the quality of your life. 
and I hope uh, I can continue to share more and more on this show and with the other content we put out on Braintainment to become part of your network and contribute in, in some way. So there we go, episode one coming to an end, a little bit shaky, a bit all over the shop, but guys, if there's one message in addition to the others that I've just shared that I could really hammer home with this podcast is that action is the cure all. It really is, okay? Look, I'm not someone... Um, and I've worked really hard on this and I'll expand on this more on future episodes. Uh, but I know people are debilitated by the idea of what are people going to think? What about this? What about that? A lot can go wrong. Guys, I'm not going to describe exactly where I am right now recording this, but let me assure you, it is not in a multi-million dollar recording studio. Okay. It's just getting shit done, getting content out there. And my job is to continue to improve, right? So it's not about complacency. It's not about just give it a go and hope for the best, right? But it is about taking action to create momentum leveraging the concept of our homie Isaac Newton. I can't remember which law it is, but it's the law of inertia. One of his three main ones, uh, but the law of inertia, which states that an object in motion will tend to stay in motion and an object at rest will uh, tend to stay in rest. So avoid being in rest for too long. Certainly when it comes towards goals and things that are important to you, like this podcast and concept of braintainment is for me. So here we are taking action. I encourage you to see this as an example to do the same in your life and follow the journey. These will improve. They'll become more concise and I assure you will have a really good fucking time. Um, every week, I should point out, every week these episodes will come out. Anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes, I imagine, thereabouts. And I hope to stay connected in as many ways as I can with this audience. Again, whether there's two of you or 1,002, as I suggested earlier, I want to get that to over a million, okay? Over time, over time. So if you can help me contribute to that goal, amazing. If you have anything you want to hear on this show, in the, in the personal development, wellness, improvement space, um, please let me know if you feel there's ways I can make the show more entertaining or I'd love to hear it. We're going to have guests on. We might have um, some of the listeners on. Who knows? We're going to have some fun with it and we're going to continue to evolve. So that's really it from me. Until episode two, guys, thanks for tuning in to the Braintainment Podcast. We'll see you next time.